You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, the boys invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I'm Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. He's my work wife, James Hardigan. Hello. Our trial separation is over. <laughs> We're back together. I much prefer having you in person than seeing your face on a screen. I do, too. It's just more fun. Of course. It's just more bants. Of course. That's with a Z. Yeah, bants. We are back from Barcelona. We're back for a whole bunch of shows and maybe some streams. What? And for some of them, James and I are going to be in the same room just like right now. I'm going to be in England every other week for like the next 12 weeks or something. I think it's pretty much for October, November. You're alternating. Yeah. And that should send people a very clear message. If Joe is in the UK, that means we're probably recording voiceover, which yes. means TV shows. Yes. More on that later. Okay. Very good. Coming up on today's show, what James just mentioned. We're also recapping Barcelona. Always a great event this year. No different. Uh, we're a week in a W Coop, so we've got some of that to talk about. I played a little bit. I landed on Sunday, played some poker. So we're going to have adventures in online poker. Yes. Later on, we genuinely have platinum passes for your asses. Later on in the show, we're going to reveal the details of an exclusive opportunity for Poker in the Ears listeners to win one of two Platinum passes were $30,000 to the PSPC. We teased this during the Barcelona live stream that we had two Platinum passes to give away to podcast listeners and subscribers. Details of how that's going to work, or the basic details. Some details. Over the course of the next two weeks. Excellent. So open up your ears, MFers. You can win some money on the show. Also this week's super fan is Justin Stolle, and he was at my stand-up show last night. He came to the show, another former super fan. I've had so many people. I just want to say thanks. I know it's going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I just want to say thanks. So I had two shows in London this week, and Undersea Monkey came out to the show, and uh, uh, other. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to remember people because over the two nights, like 15 and 20 pe people showed up on each You don't night, remember so. the people you work with, so Correct. I don't think anyone's going to be offended. Correct. Your producer, intern, I don't know, editor. Button clicker. That's what I think of people as. No, uh, my memory's just really shitty. Uh, so I just want to say thanks to all the people that have come out the last couple of days. But Justin yeah. was there last night. He wants to do planes, trains, and automobiles. I have not seen that movie in years. However, one thing I was talking to Justin about last night is that there's a certain age time frame in my life where the movies I saw then, even though I saw them a long time ago, they stay with me more than movies I see okay. now. I don't know if that's a quality thing or if that's just like... I think it seems to be like your teenage years or early 20s when stuff really sticks with you, really impacts you. I don't know. I fear, and I only took a casual glance at the questions before sealing Is it them fucking Patrick like, again? Yeah, it's Patrick. So, no, no, uh, fucking Patrick. I, I, think, I think you're going to struggle. Well, you know, whatever. People love consistency. Are you a fan of the movie? Uh, it's a delight. The movie is a delight. I love it. Do you like it? Um, I like it. I, I'm not a huge fan. I okay. remember quite enjoying it. I think it's probably one of those 80s comedies that maybe hasn't stood the test of time yeah, as maybe. well as others. And maybe that's why it's better that I didn't rewatch it so I can mm. live forever in my memory. You know what also is a delight? I don't know if you've watched this yet. There's something on Netflix called Magic for Humans. No, I haven't seen it. And it is just wonderful. And I wanted to recommend it to you specifically for your daughter, but there's like a few jokes in every episode that are like probably 
it, they might go over her head, but like I would, I would feel iffy telling you to show it to her sight unseen. But it's this magician. He's very clever and does these really cool uh, stunts, and he's so likable and funny. Okay, I might check it out. Get, I think probably segments of it at least, and I, I really think your daughter would like it. Um, you know, it's not a delight that you've been watching. But how the Handmaid's Tale? How are you doing this? Isn't it, it is the really, darkest, most brutal? Really depressing. Season two now? No, I'm I'm still on season one because I missed it when it first came on, and then season two started on Channel Four, so I then like downloaded uh, the first season. I didn't quit it, right? I didn't. I, quit you're right it, not to quit it because it is brilliant. But it is dark. It is depressing. It's a hard watch at times, but it is brilliant. And the thing I like about it best, and bear in mind, dystopian science fiction is kind of my thing. Yeah, but more than other than French black and white. <laughs> silent films there's a lot of dystopia in that as well <laughs> but i think more than any other example of this genre this feels just so relevant right here right now yeah of course and, and that's why it's as, even harder for me of to watch course, because this feels like we are on the cusp on the way of potentially having that form of society in the united states of america yes the rise of the christian right is such that this is a plausible future and not that many years down the line. Um, it's brilliant, but yes, it is sometimes hard to watch. Bear in mind that you're just sitting there and week on week, you're just seeing poor Zoe Bartlett being abused by Voldemort's brother, episode after episode <laughs> after episode. Thank you for being able to put that into somewhat of a comedic spin. Like I said, I didn't quit the show, but it was one of those shows that I like de facto quit it because I never felt like in the mood to get kicked in the stomach again for 40 minutes. It's one of those shows where I can't watch more than one episode a night. Yeah. I can't binge it in that regard. And also I have to break it up. So, of course, Better Call Saul's on at the moment. And there's new oh, episodes okay. every week. So now and then I'll, I'll dip into Better Call Saul. John Oliver once a week. You know, I'll dip into that just to kind of keep myself sane. Because yeah. it's, oh, it's dark, but so well made, so well performed. The production design and photography on it is stellar. Um, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. I just, there's a Hulu show originally, and I just subscribed to Hulu because right. I was like, why, why am I not? There's good stuff on Hulu too. So uh, I'll go back to it eventually. I uh, I watched Ozark season two, uh, started it during Barcelona, finished really it. Really looking forward to seeing it, but. Uh, it, it didn't grab me the exact okay. same way as season one, but it was still good. It was still pretty, very watchable. Like there was, I was never like bored, but it wasn't like season one where I was like, holy shit, what's right. going to happen next? Yeah, I've got it on the back burner for now, but the big news is that we are going to be back on TV, Joe, which I know makes you very happy. It does make me very happy. No one no one has recognized me in months. I, months! Hopefully it'll make uh, poker fans very happy as well. It is the most frequently asked question I receive on social media. When is poker back on Channel 4? The answer is, towards the end of this year, what we call Q4, fourth quarter of the year. So we have made 12 episodes from PCA 2018. Obviously, we had the big live stream out in the Bahamas, uh, 12 highlight shows, three of which cover the super high roller, nine of which cover the main event. Now, Channel 4 is only going to be showing the main event. So in the run-up to us being back on Channel 4, there's going to be three online exclusive episodes, which are going to start appearing from Thursday, the 27th of September. So that's only a couple of weeks away. And that will be Super High Roller 1 the week after the second episode and then the Super High Roller Thursday. final table. Is that technically Thursday because it's on after midnight? No, no, no. This is online release. Oh, online. So okay. this is during the day on Thursday. Maybe it'll be Friday, but the, towards the tail end of the last week of September, you'll start seeing the Super High Roller. And then Wednesday nights on Channel 4. Yeah. So officially early hours of Thursday morning, but at TV terms, Wednesday, Wednesday nights night. from the 17th of October. That's when we're back on proper telly as it were and for everyone who 
can't be bothered to watch old school television or for everyone who's in another country. The shows then appear 24 hours later on the PokerStars YouTube channel on PokerStars TV from mid-October. We're going to have main event every week, episode one through to episode nine, which will be just before Prague in mid-December. Okay, so Super High Roller is not on Channel 4. Correct. That's coming out online by the end of September, at least the first episode. Yes. Then we're back on TV in October. Correct. 17th of October is when we're back on Channel 4. Got it. Now, I have a question for you. A lot of people come to me as well when you're back on TV, right? And we've got this short little run, but we don't know after that. No, I mean that that's that's our TV run right. for so, 2018. Right. So, 2019 TBC slash right. TV. So when people come to me and they say, ask me about next year, and I tell them we don't know, what can I tell them to do? Is there anything to tell them to do? Is there anything they can do that will that will help out the cause of getting more poker stars on TV? I mean, I don't want to bombard our support team with stuff that's not a high priority, but support pokestars.com is not a bad place to start because stuff normally gets filtered through or routed through to the right people. But I tell you what, let's take a rain check on this. Let's come okay. back next week and I'll try and work out if there's an alternative email address or a social media channel that people could be asking that question of or, or at least providing their thoughts, their feedback, uh, their opinions. Um, Talking of social media, just a couple of tweets I want to draw attention to, Joe. Uh, Kevin is a relatively new listener to Poker in the Ears. He tweets, OMG, what was I doing looking at porn when I could have been listening to this for all the years Uh, with a link to Poker in the Ears on Stitcher? And Kevin already has sent in his application for Superfan versus Stapes. I mean, if he says we're better than porn, I don't really know if there's a higher compliment than that. Uh, and Keith Woodward was a big fan of our coverage from the EPT. He says, thanks, Stapes and Haskin, for a tremendous week from Barcelona. Looking forward to the recap on Poker in the Ears. We will do our Barcelona recap shortly. But first, we have the headlines to run through. What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for Poker in the Ears news. You tried to get out of singing the song a couple of times while I wasn't in the room. We genuinely have poker news. Therefore, I'm more than happy to run the jingle and sing the song. And Let's the hear it. What is it? It's dominated, of course, by the World Championship of Online Poker, WCOOP 2018. We are at the halfway point because everything's been condensed this year into two action-packed weeks. It's a two-week festival rather than a three-week festival. And I've actually been keeping up to date with this courtesy of the daily update videos. I don't know whether you've had a chance to catch any of I've these. I've caught pieces of them uh Yesterday, obviously, I had a, a little gander because Randy was in the uh, Randy, that beautiful fool. <laughs> oh, oh, Randy, goodness! So many streamers on Twitch. Great moments with Lex, Randy, Finton, and Spraggy, Jeff Gross, Jason Somerville, who we're going to be speaking to later on. Um, How did I not say that at the top of the show? We have guest Jason Somerville. What a dodo! Uh, yes, Jason Somerville coming up, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Courtesy of these daily update videos, which have a wonderful streak of irreverence, I know, for example, where we're at right now. 111 events, 480,000 total entries, $46 million in prize money. And I also know there have been some amazing achievements. In 10 days, Joe, 10 days W. Cooper's been running, there is a Russian player called Denis Strebkov, known as Adrenaline710 Online, who has won five W Coop titles. Wait a second, because it says four here in the notes. No, last night he, he won got another one. another one. Yep. 
What uh, this is this is uh, has anyone this is I unprecedented, think it's unprecedented, right? Yeah, and he already had four before this year's series started, so he's up to nine WCUP titles in total. Okay, now let me pose this question though: Is there because the format for WCUP is a little different this year? You just said it's too condensed in two weeks. We've got the low, medium, and high. Yep. Do you think people will use that change to act like this isn't that big of a deal? They can't. They can't. There's no argument that this is not. This is like an asterisk. No, this is still w a phenomenal group. achievement. And understandably, this guy is topping the player of the series leaderboard right now. Another player who's in the top 10 is Sean Deeb. We know that Deeb dominates How's Coops, he do it? both Scoops and W Coops. He won a W Coop title on his son's birthday this year. Um, Hold on a second. We got to, as long as I'm here in the studio. And I want to name check another. <laughs> uh, I want to name check a couple of other big name winners. Ola Shemian and Benny Glazer have also won W Coops. Benny, is, Benny very happy to get, get a W Coop. And there is still one week to go, so plenty more opportunity for people to actually play. I'm glad you drew attention to the fact, Joe, that it is tiered like Scoop traditionally is. There's low, medium, buy, uh, which meant you were able to play some poker this week. <laughs> Adventures in Online Poker! Now, I originally was going to make this like joke, jokingly short segment and be like, yep, played the double deuce, cashed, and that was it. Uh, but I was like a part of Fintan and Spraggy's stream while I was playing, and it was really fun. Uh, I'd never watched them for an extended period of time. It's a great show. Yeah, they put, on, they put on a wonderful... I'm sick of this music. I'm fucking sick of this music. I'm sick of... It's five more seconds. Great. Are you done? Are you done? Thank you. Uh, I had such a blast sort of participating what they were doing. It was a little frustrating. I couldn't make the show about me because of the five-minute delay. So anything I would say to them, you know, they weren't able to re reply to me until five minutes oh, later. Oh, so when you say you were a part of their stream, you didn't join them on Skype. You joined no, them. You were in the chat. I just jumped in the chat, ah. and then I was like... I was like, what should I play? And they were like, the double deuce. Because everything was a two-day event, which is great because the events are so big. But I was like, I have to work tomorrow. And so I can't, like, uh, it wasn't, I had a stand-up show the next day. Why would I enter an event if I can't I love your little it? toddler moment. I couldn't make the show about me. Right. I couldn't. So I had one moment of glory. I, like, Busted like three people in a row, and I had about 160,000 before anyone else did. And I quickly screenshotted me being in ninth place out of like whatever 6,000 something that entered. And then, as often happens in poker, James, uh, I didn't do anything for like the next hour. And then all of a sudden, I went from being ninth in chips to being like, I don't know, a thousandth. The blinds go up, you get. Swallowed by the blinds yeah, and antis. Yeah, it was like a blink of an eye. I didn't even lose a pot. I was just like, oh shit, fuck. I've got no chips anymore. I ended up going out in like 1100th place or something. Uh, what was it? Uh, 1142. But did you say you cashed? I did cash, yes. Well, that's good. So and you're my, one for one in W coup. Yeah, my... <clears throat> well, that wasn't, it wasn't a W coup. It was a, oh. It was the double deuce. It was, a 20, it was like a standard $22 Sunday night. Sunday afternoon tournament. They're, all the W Coops were two days. Or, of course. Or, or, uh, were like a two-parter. I didn't fall for the fucking phase tournament again this time. I was like, oh, these are... Wait a second. <laughs> I actually made it a point to make sure. But uh, 
Yeah, those guys are awesome. I, I loved uh, I loved being a part of it, and I uh, just watching them. It's basically like a podcast, and they're playing poker. Well, hopefully we're going to do some of that very soon. Details on the way. Yes. Uh, let's continue running through the news headlines. The Moneymaker Tour, the Moneymaker PSPC Tour continues. Joe, you were at the launch event in Sacramento. Uh, it moved on to Foxwoods this last weekend. So a reminder, these are $86 buy-in events with a Platinum Pass added. Understandably, with the amazing value on offer, hundreds upon hundreds of people turn out yeah. these things. 1,300 entries in the Moneymaker Tour event of Foxwoods. It's a one-day event, right? Uh, it's a two-dayer. And obviously, it played into the early hours of Monday morning. And it was a character called Ronald Michi from the Bronx <laughs> who won the Platinum Pass and then had to race back to his job on Monday morning. You've seen the photos. And you've heard from the guy as well. To call him a character is an understatement. That guy's arms, he's just... It's like he, you know, they say you skip leg day. That guy skipped every other day but arm day. That guy, that dude is all arms. And I probably shouldn't say that because he could probably burst my skull in his bicep. But you know what? I'm going to take a chance on this one. And let's give a shout out to uh, one of our regulars, a former super fan, Chris, a.k.a. Poker Spear. Yeah. What a day. Played in the Pokestars $86 Moneymaker Platinum Pass tournament. Met the legend Chris Moneymaker and Lee H. Jones. Uh, Chris said, Played 14 hours, hopefully represented the super fans of poker in the year as well. 14th place out of a mind-boggling 1,300 entries for $750. That's awesome that they they paid that many places because at Stones, you know, we had a, a really good turnout there, but I think it was only the top six or something that actually got cash. Oh, no, wait. If you made it through your flight, you got like a min cash, right. and then it started getting into real money at the top six. So, hey, yeah, that's awesome, man. $86 buy-in. Seven what was it seven hundred and fifty bucks? Yep. That's solid. But just solid. To think, for fourteenth. Thirteen spots away though from the thirty K PSP. But hey, package. look, there's more ways for people to win platinum passes. Absolutely. For your, for your and asses. there are future stops on the Moneymaker Tour, including Run It Up Reno. Now the reason we want to highlight this event and we draw attention to this during Barcelona is that satellites are running for Runner Up Reno on PokerStars. It is going to be a huge event in mid-October. I think literally every single PokerStars ambassador is going to be there. Joe Stapleton is going to be there. And of course, the brains behind the whole operation, uh, the guy who put this whole thing together and is making it happen is Jake Harver himself. <laughs> Here's this week's guest on Poker in the Ears. We welcome back to the podcast, Jason Somerville. Hello, Jason. Hello, what's going on? It's a late late night for me, early morning for you, and we meet up in the middle of the crossroads in yeah, the beautiful I, listeners' ears. Yeah, I feel like that's like the ultimate old man question to ask. Like my parents are always like, what time is it there? No matter where I am, but <laughs> it is interesting. One o'clock in the morning for you. We all came in here at the crack of eight so that we could somehow, it's a difficult time zone difference. Yeah, you know, West Coast, uh, West Coast of America. This is my first time in uh, doing the Pacific Time Zone W Coop schedule, and uh, you really feel it out here. The the 11 a.m. you know is like the latest starts for the morning tourneys, and you know the early ones are starting at like 5 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So it's been wow. a bit of a weird uh, time schedule for me this uh, this last streaming season. That was going to be my opening question, Jason, is how are you finding the WCOOP grind? Because it's been a while since you've been yes. online and putting in the hours both as a player <laughs> and as a caster. Yeah, it's been great, honestly. Uh, I missed the st a scoop in the spring in WCOOP last year, but you know I had never really missed a coop in like the 10 years prior to it. So it, it's been a bit of a change the last year, but 
Man, it's so nice to be back. The fan reaction has been incredible. This is day 15 of streaming upcoming uh, tomorrow. Wow. So uh, you guys know when I go, I go every single day. There's yeah. no uh, there's no days off. You know, that's just how we do it. But it's been great, honestly. It's been so much fun. I haven't played a lot of poker in the last year, so it's been kind of fun to, to get back in there and, and challenge myself on stream as a player and uh, to get back in there in a cast, as a caster and to see all the love of the fans and uh, – you know, it's it's nice to see so many old faces, uh, familiar familiar fans from over the years. It's it's really been great. I want you to be honest, Jason. Before you got back in your unclean cellar and brought W Coop to the masses. <laughs> Wait, why are you saying unclean instead of dirty? Is that just your way of doing it? It's my English translation of dirty basement becomes the unclean <laughs> the cellar. Uncle unclean makes it sound like something satanic. <laughs> Yes. Jason Somerville yeah. is, is the unclean one. But in the run-up run to starting this series of streams, was there a certain amount of you that was like, oh God, I've got to go back? Because it's been so long. And also, you, in a certain degree, and I, you've, you've moved on. You've obviously got other things on your mind now. Uh, Run It Up is becoming a full-fledged business rather than just a stream. Your attention is being diverted in a million and one directions. There must have been a certain amount, kind of like, can I do this? Do I want to do this? Or what? Or were you literally chomping at the bit? Were you like, I want to get back there behind the mic? Oh, no, 100%. My first day back, I was definitely like uh, jittery slash like nervous and excited. It was like my first day back at school, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, especially like, you know, every other time we had ever returned to the stream, I would put out like an announcement like a month in advance and everybody would get excited. This time I didn't do that at all. I was like, let's see if I can get through customs. Let's see if I can get set up up there. Let's like I, I just in my mind, I just like really wanted just to start and just be back. And that was it. You know, just like Beyonce, you know, no, no pre-announcing of the album. Just show back up and everybody would just be happy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely a little, a little jittery, but it's been, it's been amazing. So what is the actual setup you have for, uh, for WCOOP? Like you're in Vancouver? Is that, is that the deal? Yep, yep. I'm a few minutes away from Lex in, in Vancouver up here. This is only my second time in Vancouver. It's really an amazing city. Uh, perhaps it's made even more amazing after two years of being in the middle of the desert. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, I, I, I feel like uh, I'm in the middle of a forest out here. It's really, it's really awesome. And, uh, you know, I got a house out here with uh, some, some uh, friends and support people around us. And uh, it's just been... Really, really nice. This has been the most like uh, mature approach I've ever taken to streaming. I'm like going outside. I'm seeing other what? humans. You know, I know it's crazy, Joe. Uh, it's have it's you not, eaten a vegetable? Like... <laughs> Please don't tell me that you've eaten something with the green color that that grew from the earth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'm kind of uh, notorious for the not leaving the house during the streaming season uh, marathons, but uh, I've taken a bit of a mature approach here, and uh, I feel it's been awesome. Honestly, it hasn't been hasn't you know W Coop is stressful, obviously high stakes, etc. But you know, it's been great. I've enjoyed every day. I go to bed every night uh, fulfilled and wake up every morning excited. And uh, what more can you ask for than that? When Jason says he's getting sunlight, I picture him on one of those Hannibal Lecter like fucking carts and someone just wheels him outside for like six or seven minutes and then pulls him back in. And then they, they let him off it when he's in the streaming room. But I was, other than that, I was thinking.
like Wally when he goes in the sun, yeah. right? He recharges his battery <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then he's good to go for another like 18 hours. Sure, you were a different mindset. Exactly. Um, exactly. Jason, Joe and I just were talking about WCOOP and talking about how, how many streamers there are obviously showcasing a wide variety of events. And we've seen some of those clips in the daily updates. I think my favorite clip featuring you is where you casually turn a straight flush and are just kind of like <laughs> calmly talking through it like, yeah, there's a number of flush combos and straight combos here, which he probably has. And I don't think there's any way that uh, we don't stack him here. And sure enough, guys shoves through everyone. go, yeah, we call. We have the nuts. We have a straight flush. And it's, just like, it's just the calmness I love about that. It's like He's a grizzled veteran. He's seen it all. He doesn't, he doesn't react anymore. It's like, I, you know, I'm such an infrequent player and such a fanboy. I'd be like, oh, go, go, let me get a screen grab. I have a straight right. flush. You know how, like, no, in real it's, life, it's, too, when you make a straight flush, you have to show it? Where, I mean, obviously, since it was an all-in. It got to get sh shown down, but I would be so disappointed <laughs> yeah. if I didn't get to show my... I'm like, How, where's the button? How do I... Uh? Yeah, I mean, it's been... There's been a lot of great moments on the on the stream so far. That, that was definitely awesome in the deep run in the 4Max 2K, which was yeah. like a murderer's row of killers in that tournament. You know, I, I definitely feel like I've uh, fallen behind the pack a little bit in terms of like, you know, the best and the, the best players out there. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's 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 funny because the rest of the year, I always feel like as a streamer, you can be much more of like an entertainer. But WCOOP is the world championship, you know, like I feel like it's it's uh, it's one thing to be overly energetic and reactionary and like telling stories and stuff. The rest of the year is fine. But WCOOP, you really got to have a, a serious poker player's mindset if you're playing the high stakes tournaments, playing the best players in the world. So I've really had to kind of try to put on my uh, serious uh you know, poker, poker professional sh shoes and see if they still fit after all these years. I mean, look, you're, <laughs> and, you're the, uh, you're the guy who figured out how to build an audience on Twitch for people watching poker. And, you know, I, I've been very curious about this the last few years as there've been more and more streamers. And one thing that I've realized is that there's one surefire way to get an audience. Go deep. Yeah. Go deep sure. in something. So I can see why, you would just want to, for WCOOP, take it seriously. It's the biggest online prize pools that we're going to have all year round. So, you know, if you take it seriously and you go deep in one of these things, bang, you're just, you know, you're in five figures easily uh, for the rest of your stream, maybe six, depending on how far you go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's no anybody who makes deep runs during WCOOP is going to get a ton of attention, and uh, it's I, I look back to many deep runs over the last few years uh, in WCOOP and Scoop as you know big growth moments for for my channel. And don't get me wrong, like we're still having fun. I'm still there's still plenty of room for like jokes and entertainment. But when we get to like the serious parts of the tournament, you know, you know, I'm trying hard because. These are these. How many chances are we going to get to to win a W Coop on stream? So you know, I've got like a seventh, a tenth, you know, a few other deep runs already so far. So uh, you know, each one of those runs, you're only going to get so many. So you're really going to try to make the most of each opportunity. Let's talk about run it up because I referenced the fact that there is a lot going on right now. Uh, Joe and I have mentioned a few times the launch of Run It Up 24-7, mainly because it allows Joe Stapleton's ego to be fanned <laughs> by people seeing his shows for the first time. And we are getting so many random tweets, Jason, from people referencing shows that were made like five years ago. And I'm like, or more. I, I, have, I have no recollection of that final table or what commentary you're referring to. Um, but clearly, that's carved out an interesting niche. I'm sure many... Jay carved out oh, very an interesting nice. niche. Very nice. Obviously, uh, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people read on the blog about the launch of Run It Up Studios, and we are, what, one month away? 
from Run It Up Reno, which has now become, yes. am I right in thinking this is a 10-day festival? I figured this was a long weekend. Isn't that longer fans. than Barcelona? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yeah, it's long this year. It's it's 11 days for, I think, the second or third time, and it's 10 or 9 event uh, span that we've that we've done it now. And yeah, it's been crazy. The 24-7 channel is amazing. I, I've watched so much of, of your EPT content over the years from the two of you guys. It's it's really it's really amazing. You know, that stuff is still the best that the best performing content is the EPTs from over the years. Especially when when you know there's a switch from when it goes from the old EPTs to you know your era of the EPTs. And those those you know how many times I've seen Roger Tesca drunk at the PGA, <laughs> and I still watch it every time. And I still can't turn it off. You know, it's amazing, and uh, that was one of my biggest purposes of creating that channel was to give a place for all that amazing content that you guys have created over the years. Give it a place to live forever. Let it bring new players into the game. And uh, you know, we made an amazing uh, emote. You know, running up Stapes is an emote now, like a cool story Stapes emote. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Yeah, it's, it's but, the one uh, with where I'm like leaning on my my hand. Yes, uh, that's from yes, my like indeed. first like headshot ever. Like they, I think it was Neil Stoddard <laughs> took that picture on the set of Amazing. the big game, and I was like goofing around. I was like, "How about one of these?" Or I just like put my head <laughs> on my fist like this, and, of course, and that's, that's the, the one, one that got used. used. Yes, <laughs> I look like such a fucking goober for I'm so glad long. We made that into an iconic emote now. Well, that's, dude, uh, that's I'm actually amazing. I'm honored. Like. You know, look, James isn't kidding when he says about these things feeding my ego. That's all I live for these days. And so when I saw that little e that uh, is it, J uh, sorry, uh, Jason, is it a faux pas for me to say emote or do you have to say emote? No, no, you can say emote. It's all right. You know, it's like email emote. Is that right? It's, it's cool. I'm going to send you a mail. Uh, yeah. So anyway, thank yeah. you. That was uh, that was that, that was very cool. But yeah, no, how, how has Reno expanded into this beast, Jason? How have you managed to you know, create something that people can afford to spend more than a week playing a variety <laughs> of events? Or, or is it a case if you've got people coming in and coming out over that time? Yeah, of course. You know, people just come sometimes for just each weekend. You know, it's it's pretty rare for people to have 11 days free to come hang out in Reno. You know, we try to make you, you, we try to make it special whether or not you can just come for one day or if you're a local that can be there for the whole time. But, you know, eventually it's just how those things go. You know, you, you make a schedule and constantly we're like cutting cutting events and we always wanted to add more. And this this time it just all kind of came together where we we wanted to do these amazing uh, platinum pass giveaways and then Chris Moneymaker wanted to get involved and then we wanted to do live streams of course if we're going to do platinum pass events we might as well do live streams and then next thing you know we end up with this uh, you know really uh, a, a pretty big leap in the in the life of running up Reno. And so now we're doing this massive event. It's going to be it's going to be uh, enormous. I'm already losing sleep thinking about how much there's going to have to be to make sure that everything is right every single day. Um, but it's going to be amazing. So many great ambassadors, so many great poker players, great poker content creators are going to be there. You know, plus two platinum pass, uh, platinum passes being given away. It's really going to be an incredible event. I, I'm so excited for it. Jason, you you must have people working on this you can't be the only guy doing it. i mean at this point you have a business right 
Oh, for sure. I have an amazing team, uh, you know, all all led by uh, Andre Hengchua, who is uh, known as Great Tarp Online. He's amazing. Uh, I know both of you know him too. Yeah. You know, he. I couldn't do. It, I couldn't do it without him. He un, he knows things about production that I'll never have a clue about. And at this point, we have a team of a little over twenty five people that are now working for Run It Up Studios. And uh, luckily, I have them, so it's not just on me uh, to make sure that this is going to be as amazing as as it's going to be. Jason, when you joined us on the live stream during Barcelona, you mentioned that there are satellites for Run It Up Reno. Um, this is, I, I guess, a new thing that you've actually got people potentially winning packages on stars to go to this event. Yes, uh, we've actually had, I think, maybe like four or five uh, total lifetime qualifiers on Poker Stars. And uh, that's how we've gotten some of these amazing qualifiers who have won plenty from Can- or a few from Canada, but also from Sweden, uh, Germany. You know, we have this great we have this great fan. Uh, we have this great fan from Sweden who takes like an eight hour bus ride to Stockholm and then flies to Reno. Wow. So <laughs> we have we have a lot. You know, of, that old of- traditional route bus to stockholm to reno like it's a com- it's a common trip i'm pretty sure there are five direct flights from stockholm <laughs> to reno every single day yeah you know so we have a lot of european fans who want to come hang out we've had people come all it's really insane because uh, you know reno is is not really a particularly well-known american city and so i'm not really sure how uh europeans perceive it but you know it's really not like that exciting of a town but we get people from all across the world, you know, Australia, Canada, all across the EU. I mean, it's really uh, kind of amazing. Just like like-hearted people, you know, like-minded people who enjoy the game of poker. They 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 un- they they understand the mission statement of Run It Up being about making poker fun and, and being an inclusive, diverse game. Uh, they've they connected all on Twitch, and our community is just, just manifests there and. It's it's amazing to see the re- the return rate. How many people have come to every single Reno, and like that, that's their poker trip for that half of the year. Uh, it's it's really uh, it's really uh, awesome to have seen it all kind of grow like this. Jason Somerville makes Reno look appealing. Can you believe that, James? <laughs> wait, so you guys, wait, so you got what what property are you guys at there? The Pepper Mill. We're at the Pepper Mill. This is our ninth event at the beautiful Pepper Mill Reno Resort, nice. Casino, and Spa. And uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be awesome. They got a, they your a bo- first time joining. I, you know, I say it when I go through the list. I go, Chris Moneymaker, Joe Stapleton. That's my number two on my list right there when I go through the list. All right. Of all well, we actually I, I, I've been trying to track down your email address. So we can actually talk about this So because I, I, I'm there. I want to be there. Do they have a, uh, a bowling alley at Peppermill? <laughs> I don't think they do, but we'll find you one nearby. I was going to say, if they have one, we're going to do a, a bowling tournament as well. But uh, oh, I, I did. I did one trip to Reno back in the day, like when I was first on the on the circuit, and the, whatever place we went to had a bowling alley. So I was hoping. Okay, that maybe it might it was have been Atlantis, maybe because I, I think they had a WPT back in the day. If if I could be wrong about that, but I think back in the day that might have been there. More important than the bowling alley, how yeah. do you feel about being second on the bill to Chris Moneymaker? Will you, will you allow that? <laughs> I know I'm supposed to I'm supposed to try to take down Chris in this spot, but. No, that's fucking great, Jason's. I'm the second name on Jason's li- lips. I'll fucking take that for sure. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty good to be number two on the list. Chris Moneymaker, Joe Stapleton, Lex Veldhouse, Jamie Staples, Kevin Martin. Jeff oh my Gross, god, you're going to be rubbing the, that in Lex Veldhouse's face for at least a month. He's just going in order of age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jason, I think it's important to reiterate the fact that there are those satellites because one of the things I find with the Stars lobby, and I think it's almost a way where Stars is a victim of its own success. There's such a wide variety of games. There's so much choice sure. that finding specific satellites for specific events is so bloody hard. So I just want to oh, remind everyone sure. that they can potentially play those sets and be in Reno. Can I do it right October. now while I'm here? Are they running already? Yes, every Sunday they're running at, uh, it would be 9, I guess it's uh, 9 p.m. UK time, but it wraps up by, you know, it's only like a two or three hour tournament because this is usually only one one prize for first. And, uh, you know, there's been a little bit of overlay in the other, in the last couple, not too much, but just a little bit of value in there for you guys also who are thinking about coming. There are $5 hyper satellites to the $50 buy-in uh, satellite to Reno. First place pays uh, $1,200 in travel money, six hotel nights, a main event buying, wow. and a ticket to the Platinum Pass free roll that you either have to be a former champion of any Run It Up Reno event or uh, have won a ticket through Poker Stars. There's a couple other little ways to charity auctions, etc. But it's a ticket to a Platinum Pass free roll that's going to have you know 100 players or less. Pretty sick opportunity. So Reno, the their slogan is the biggest little city in the world. And this is like the biggest little poker festival in the world. <laughs> like this is like perfect for normal people. Are you going to give Jason yeah. permission to use that strap line? Is that now going to become the marketing slogan? Like I'm pretty sure Poker Stars owns it. I just said it on a podcast. <laughs> We're going to have to scrap the graphics. They own everything I say. So there you go. It's just out there now. <laughs> uh, Jason, obviously the Moneymaker Tour, that's the Run It Up Reno is one of the stops on that tour. So that's one of the Platinum Pass opportunities. I want to talk about the promotion that you're running, your Platinum Adventure. Uh, how's that going? You're, you're looking for the next big, big deal on Twitch, the next big streamer? Yep, that's very true. We've been running this contest now for, uh, I think, a little over a month at, at this point. And we basically put out a challenge to see, you know, who can kind of step up to separate themselves from the pack and and kind of be the next big Twitch poker streamer. So it's a combination of consistency. It's growing your audience. It's doing something unique, you know, offering a, 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 an interesting product and helping us grow the game of poker. And we've seen so many uh, people throw their hats into the ring and, and give it a try. We've had so many unique uh, we've had a, 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 a very impressive amount of unique new streamers who are in the category, giving it a try. You know, it's not easy to put yourself out on on Twitch, even just to play like video games. Never mind poker when you're you know you're winning and losing money while out there broadcasting. So it's it's really been amazing to see. We have like 81 people who are competing in our Platinum Pass uh, challenge, and uh, it's about I think like six or eight weeks left to go. It's it's anybody's game still really are americans participating and are they are they streaming play money is that how how it's working for them we did say people could try to do that but uh because the contest has to primarily be streamed on poker stars you know the americans playing for play money are at a significant disadvantage and i think the vast majority of our competitors are international players got it or new jersey oh right there's new jersey never forget New Jersey. Uh, Jason, I know obviously you want to get some rest because you've got to get back on the grind soon. Before we let you go, Joe, what contest do you have for Mr. Jason Summers? We got a stupid game for Jay Carver, everybody. Jason, I know that you've been a fan of the EPT for a while. We're a fan of yours, so I thought we would do a mashup game. It's called Everyone Loves a Pork Chop Pot. <laughs> this is a quiz based on all things pork chops and pork chops. Wow. 
We may have hit a new well, low, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> we may have not only scraped the bottom of the barrel, we may have knocked the bottom of that barrel out and be six feet underground. You know, I had a, I had a stand-up <laughs> show last night, and I, I got up at 5.30 this morning to make this game, and it was the first thing that came to me, and here we are! <laughs> Question one, what part of the pig does the pork chop come from? Is it the thigh, the ankle, the loin, or the tenderloin? Oh, it's definitely the tenderloin. How could it not be? Ooh, unfortunately, it is just the loin, and apparently there's a difference. <laughs> Didn't know that till 5.30 this morning. Here we go. Question two. In the yeah. classic film, Big Trouble in Little China, what is the pork chop express? Is it the name of Kurt Russell's truck, the name of Kurt Russell's penis, the name of Kurt Russell's fist, the name of Kurt Russell's gun? Oh, it's his fist, obviously. That was the iconic uh, fist uh, in the movie cinema history. I am I was loving the uh, confidence and the explanation there. But you committed to that. <laughs> you really <laughs> did. I, he almost convinced me that it was his fist. Oh, no, it was his truck, it. Kurt Russell's truck. Question number three. What is the name of the song played by Robert Loggia and Tom Hanks in the classic F.A.O. Schwartz scene in Big? Is it Chopping Broccoli? Is it Chop Suey? Is it Chop Sticks, or is it Piano Sonata Number no. 2 by Choppin? <laughs> oh, it's Chop Sticks. Chop Sticks is correct. Jason hey, Somerville is on the board. The right. Amazing. Question number four. What is the name of the children's television character voiced by ventriloquist Sherry Lewis? Is it Lamb Chop, Pork Chop, Chip Chop, or Chupa Chop? I think it's Lamb Chop. Lamb Chop is correct. Jason Somerville now two and Both. two. Question five. In the United Kingdom, if someone's been telling porkies, have they been telling the police? Have they been telling lies? Have they been telling fat jokes? Or have they been telling the future? I think they're telling lies. Telling Sounds lies like is lie. correct. Yes. That came nice. up yesterday in conversation. Joe was accused of telling porkies. He looked utterly confused. And we had to specify <laughs> porky pies, lies. I was confused oh. because... Nice. I I, rem I was like, I know that means, oh, like I remembered it meant something, but I didn't remember what it meant. Okay, here we go. You know what? I was enjoying <laughs> the music. I'm putting it back on. Question number six. Pork Chop was the name of the dog who belonged to which Nickelodeon cartoon character? Was it Doug from Doug? Was it Tommy Pickles from Rugrats? Was it SpongeBob SquarePants from SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> Or was it Arnold from Hey Arnold? Thanks for specifying that SpongeBob SquarePants appears in SpongeBob you gotta SquarePants. Keep, you gotta keep it consistent. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that one. Uh, I'm not really sure about this one. I'm gonna guess Doug. I Doug really is correct. Yes. Wow. Four and two. Way, nice. way to use the blink method. He just went with his fucking instinct, and he was right. <laughs> Question number seven: Which band performs the hit single "Chop Suey"? Is it oh, Nickelback? Of oh, he doesn't Boom. even need the choices. Let's go. All right, last. Wow, what a comeback. 0 oh, and 2, and then just ran yeah. it out from well, there. You got one more question here. Can you close it out with a winning streak? The quintessential Arnold Schwarzenegger line, get to the chopper, originates <laughs> from which of his movies? Was it Commando? Was it Red Heat? Was it Commando 2? Or oh, was it no. Predator? Oh no, uh, it's Commando or Commando 2. I'm gonna say Commando the original. Commando the original is so close. Commando oh, 2 no. is so far because uh, it doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> the answer was uh, actually Predator. Red? Whoops. 
No, it it's was Predator. Predator. It was from it is Predator. Predator. Interestingly. Wow. I thought for sure it wasn't Predator. Wow. That's here's a hashtag fun fact for the movie fans out there. There was actually a treatment for Commando 2. There was a first draft of the screenplay where the character that Schwarzenegger played in the original Commando, John Matrix, finds himself in a building taken over by terrorists. Commando 2 was then reversioned as Die Hard with Bruce Willis playing John McClane rather than John Matrix. That is a hashtag wow. fun fact, people. And speaking of wow. Die Hard, let's give it up for Jason Somerville, a guy who <laughs> seriously is everlasting. This kid is the uh, Cal Ripken Jr. of poker streaming. Can I drag this out for the next 13 seconds till the song ends on its own? I'm not really sure. Jason Somerville, <laughs> we look forward to seeing you in Reno, buddy. Thank you for being on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for taking the time. Joe, looking forward to seeing you in Reno. And James, you got to come hang out with us one time, too. You'll have so much fun, James. What I time? Will. I've got I've to gotta make plans. Got to make plans. Jason, thank you very much indeed for your time. Joey. Let's look back at our trip to Spain. Let's recap Barcelona. Event recap. Event recap. Nothing like a little sunshine. Got sand on your feet and a big bass line. Moving slow because we've got time. This feels like so long ago. It was a little over a week. It does. Well, I mean, look, where have I been since then? I flew to the United States and came back. Uh, we've already gotten back into TV shows. Barcelona's are wonderful uh, because of the scale of them. Yeah. And part of it is that they're hard work. Uh, and so because of that, they sort of all blend together to, with for me and this one's already blending it's all like i can yeah it was i mean it, it was a pretty intense five days after the first two days which was day two of the main event when we saw the bubble burst at the end of play and day three when we played for near enough 12 hours at the conclusion of day three which was the second day of our broadcast i was literally questioning can i get through this because i was physically and mentally you had to destroyed. skip our dinner even and to be fair i mean that was happened super late at night uh ali reza fatehi from uh if you guys remember from the cash challenge shows that we did uh he had been adamant for months that james and i go out to dinner with him in barcelona and uh james i i went uh, on behalf of both of us i wanted to go but also um james has to deal with so much more than i do at these events like i'm when the when the mic's off at the end of the day, I'm done. The beginning of the day, we do a little bit of stuff. We do social media, whatever. But for James, all of this other shit is going on. Like, he actually has to think about things. And I also so had some other shoots. Like, we had a, 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 a shoot on the morning of uh, day three. So we were all in at, like, nine in the morning. And then, obviously, we're on air until around half midnight, 1 a.m. Yeah. And, you know, this is not... I'm not trying to get pity points here, but it does take its toll. I'm pleased to say, after we got through day four, which was another 12-hour day... Yeah. Day five, we finished at a reasonable time, and the final table was pretty reasonable. So those last two days, plain sailing is a slight exaggeration, but it was much more manageable, and I didn't it didn't destroy me the way I feared it would. I judge, for me, the events based on what were the shows entertaining, and did I get in trouble? 
And this was seemed like the first event in a long time where the shows were really fun and entertaining. The poker was good. Yep. And I didn't get in trouble. I didn't. It took me a couple of days to get into it, and as per usual, and I think it's because of the size of the field. We said throughout the biggest EPT ever. The main yeah. event had a total of more than nineteen hundred entries, and granted, you know, nearly five hundred of that was re-entries, with a third of the field using the option to take the single rebuy. Um, but that means there's a lot of chips in play. We knew it was going to take a lot of time to get through it. And with all those players, it wasn't until we start cutting down the numbers, refining the field, that we can identify some of the new faces, some of the characters, some of the personalities that maybe yeah. we want to get behind. Because as you lose the pros, as you lose the heroes that everyone knows and loves and automatically roots for, you've then got to find the new heroes. Right. And it probably wasn't until the end of day three, start of day four, that we really started to identify those people. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's impossible to do that uh, before then. Uh, you were right that, you know, by the time we got to day five, it looked our biggest sweat when we're doing these events, guys, is how long is the final table going to take? For many reasons, obviously for some selfish reasons and that we don't want to be on the air for 15 or 20 hours, but also it's just better for the player. We've been over this before. A hundred times. So... When day five ended early-ish, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is going to be such a long final table. I figured that it would not be ridiculous, but we'd be going till 11 p.m. midnight. And I think after they did that deal four-way, one of the most amicable deals, by the way, that I've ever seen agreed, I do think that Hao Xiong Wang did his eagerness to do a deal meant that when he was trying to get some more and they went, no, it's straight ICM or nothing. He didn't really have a leg to stand on and you knew that he was going to take that deal. Um, but that always helps. The fact that the prize money was redistributed when they got heads up and there was that huge flip, which meant the stacks were even and it was a hundred bigs versus 80 bigs. That was the moment where I said that flip was the difference between a 6 PM finish and a midnight finish. But actually the way those guys were playing and with one slightly unconventional style, big bets, a lot of check raises, huge pots, yeah. it put a lot of variance into the game. And that meant that actually the heads up battle did not go the distance any of us predicted it would. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it always could go the distance, you know, just depending on how, how the cards run out. So, yes, uh, we all got pretty lucky in that. I'm glad you brought up Hao Zhang Wang because there was that weird thing that happened where it kind of like went through the media that he was playing in his first live tournament yeah i can only presume this was a mistranslation i think it was his first major event okay uh, he had played a side event at appt manila earlier this year he's played a lot of smallish events on the french riviera i think he was in prague at the end of last year but again didn't play the main this was because, definitely his first ept main event right and i think it's just a coincidence that it ended up being a miscommunication in the facts because i but i was suspicious of him at first not in a bad way but we heard him at the table like when he first came to the feature table not final table but and he's like oh i'm just an amateur player and the way he handled himself at the table yeah. the way he handled chips the way he always seemed calm he did play unconventionally but it was not it was not a, like a definably bad unconventional so i was like kind of like man i wonder if this guy's a lot more experienced than he's making out to be in the end i i don't think he was underplaying his his lack of experience but you could have fooled me man i i i didn't i wouldn't have classed him as being inexperienced at all and let's also salute uh piotr nizhinsky the yeah. winner of the biggest ept main event ever and interestingly last year i'm sure you remember joe that 
Andre Akari had that deep run in the Barcelona main yep. event, made it to the final table. Sixth or something? Yeah, and we had a huge spike in audience from Latin America because we know that obviously the Brazilians love Andre. Neymar had tweeted that Andre was at this final table, so there was a huge audience. Not quite on the same scale, but a similar spike from Poland. And we saw that as well at the PCA when Dominic Panka yeah. won the main event that year. We saw it in Barcelona two years ago. When so Sebastian how does that Malik's happen? Won. Does it go out in like Polish media? I'm guessing word media? spreads. I'm guessing that word spreads and through social channels. Through it's like a phone tree in Poland. They all just Well, also sports three. media. It becomes amplified. There's a lot of interest in it. And they were very much behind their guy. So, you know, the second Polish winner of Barcelona in a three-year period uh, certainly led to a lot of popularity there. Um, want to highlight something that we didn't reveal on final table day because the Platinum Pass free roll yeah. that we ran oh, yeah. concluded after the Barcelona final table finished. So we weren't able to reveal the name of the winner on the stream. I want to be like, that's a first, but it's actually just the second time we've done it. So who knows? Third time. We've done it. This is a, we did it. Sochi, Monte Carlo. Oh, I, I, Sochi. I, I know you like to make everything uh, about uh, you. Sochi, but, come on. Yeah, the fact you weren't there for one, it still <laughs> happened. Uh, Don M4IK from Germany won the Platinum Pass in that free roll, which did have a huge field bigger than the free rolls from Sochi and Monte Carlo. So congratulations to Don, who wins the Platinum Pass. Uh, let's pick up on a couple of other things that happened during Barcelona. First of all, the Reddit moments, as I like to call them. <laughs> Joe and Randy's ridiculous moments I prefer the conversation that you and Spraggy had to Randy's stupidity because with Randy, there are just so many that you can pick. But you got put on the spot by Spraggy, who asked you to name three <laughs> non-poker Twitch streamers. Yeah. And you started off so well. Ninja. Yeah, biggest streamer in the world. Then you had a wobble. You said Drake. I know that they stream together. And then Mr. Disaster, Mr. which has Disaster, now yeah. become a thing. Dr. Disrespect got rebranded as Mr. Disaster. Wait, is it really a thing? I think it should become a thing. I've heard that people are going into his streams now and calling him Mr. Disaster. I mean, I think it's brilliant, and I just think we need to amplify this because <laughs> it's just so good. And then you tried to rescue it by throwing out PewDiePie, who's a YouTuber. <laughs> anyway, and then Randy, 24 hours later, is asked by you to count to 10 in Spanish. This is so fucking funny. So I'm like, I'm like saying things in Spanish and Randy's acting like I'm crazy for saying like uno. And I'm like, Randy, you, you can't count to 10 in Spanish. And he goes, uno, dos, trace. And then he says something like corto. And I'm like, cuatro. And he goes, cinco. And then he pauses for a second. And then he goes for six. He goes, de mayo. <laughs> It's just too good. Fucking Cinco de Mayo. And I just say, Randy, you beautiful fool. I want to say, Randy, you beautiful idiot, but that seemed too harsh. I fucking love that kid so much. He's such a, a goober. And some of it's intentional. Like, I can tell some, but that wasn't. That was fucking brilliant. And by brilliant, I mean idiotic. But I love that kid. Uh, the stuff that happened off the air and... I can't remember when this happened. I think it may have been either during a break or at dinner. Burt Reynolds came up in it conversation. It popped up in my head, and I was like, I haven't heard from Burt Reynolds in a while. What's his deal? And also, we were analyzing how many good movies did Burt Reynolds actually right, make? Right, what's actually name a good movie? Outside of Boogie Nights and Deliverance, name a really good Burt Reynolds movie. Because, I'm sorry, guys, 
as previously discussed on this podcast, the Cannonball <laughs> Run has not dated well, and Smokey and the Bandit falls into that same category. What about people keep bringing up this thing called the Last Actor or something? The the final perform. I, there's something that people are saying like was it something he did later in life that was. Very but it was good. so creepy that we were having this kind of Burt Reynolds retrospective conversation. Do you, think I, can, do you think I can kill people if I, someone pops into my head that they're going to die next? Because I was like, just tell me someone who you want me to think of who you don't. No, like. I think it was a glitch in the matrix. I think it was a coincidence, but it was pretty spooky that we were reviewing the life and career of Burt Reynolds, and one week later we received the news that very sadly Burt. Reynolds has passed away. The last movie star, and unfortunately on IMDb, it's getting a 6.9 out of Yeah, 10, sorry, so. it's it's not on my radar. Um, so what exactly happened in your hotel room with the destruction of your shower? Okay, so I uh, showed up in Barcelona. It's very difficult for me to uh, come with press suits. I don't know how you do it, but my suits always get fucked up. I got one of those suit bags, which has got like hard edges, so it kind of keeps them rigid in the case. So I have a suit bag also. And this particular trip, I was trying to travel with just one bag. Uh, and so I couldn't fit everything into my suit bag. So I put it in a regular bag, thinking right. to myself, I'll just have it pressed when I get there. We're not, I'm not, we're not uh, doing the final table of Super High Roller. I won't need my suit until the last day of the event. And I get there and Francine's like, oh yeah, you're giving away a platinum pass on camera tomorrow. And I'm like, oh shit, shit, my suit's fucked right now. Also, it was dirty. I wore it in Florida for like 12 hours and I would, it smelled awful. And so I was like, ah, God damn it. All right, I can get away with this platinum pass thing because I'm going to have to wear it for like an hour or two. So because it's wrinkled, I hang the, sh the suit in my shower uh, and I turn the shower on for a while. And I don't look, I don't like wasting water. I do feel bad about it. But whatever, when you have the suit pressed, it doesn't, whatever. I don't care. I do care, but I had to do it. So I leave it in there for about a half hour. And when I go back in, I'm like, something's different in here right now. And what had happened was I had ran, run the shower for so long that the hinge for the shower door rusted off and the door broke off. And in these rooms that we stay in Barcelona, these gigantic glass doors. I mean, that could have it caused a it, nasty injury. Or Yes. It could have shattered everyone. I wasn't in the room, but yeah, even if I wasn't, I could have just heard like this fucking crash. Now, I was trying to think to myself, did I hear it happen? And I think I did. I think I just assumed it was someone in the room next door. And so what made it incredibly difficult, though, was that so the shower door breaks off the hinge and it's just sitting there and it's this gigantic, heavy glass door. And now it doesn't roll. And as you know, you can either use the shower or you can use the toilet. One of them is always blocked. And so I had to just inch it like so that I could squeeze in. Oh, well, no. I could squeeze into the shower, but I had to pee from outside of the bathroom, like because I couldn't get into the toilet. So you freak. I, look, I, did I cause this to happen? Yes. Would it have probably happened anyway at some point if just the steam from a shower can make it rust out? Probably. Also probably. So I didn't feel that bad about calling the front desk and be like, my shower door broke. I didn't say anything else. Just say it's broken. I don't say how it happened. Just say it's broken. It was fixed the next day and with a nice note from the maintenance man. Finally, a couple of moments of intense disappointment for Joe Stapleton. We went out to dinner on the penultimate night. Joe oh, was really looking forward to going to one of these restaurants on the beach where, in addition to ordering dinner, you can also get a massage. The massage 
is mediocre at best, and the food was pretty horrible. You ordered half the fucking sushi menu and you didn't like any of it. So I was trying to, because I have these allergies now, I was trying to like avoid allergy food at least while I'm working, at least while my voice is important because we don't know which of the foods is, is fucking with my voice. So I like, I can't have beef, I can't have wheat, da da da. I was like, oh, sushi. It's rice, it's fish, it's avocado. None of those things I did warn you. Are on my list. And you made a comment about the seas right there. And I said, I'm not worried about the freshness of the fish. I'm worried about the competence of the people in this restaurant to make good sushi. Well, the sushi fucking sucked. And it tastes, and I know people are going to laugh when I say this, but it was so fishy. It wasn't right. It was gross. And um, I felt bad because it was Spraggy's first time like out to dinner with us. And I didn't want to seem like a high maintenance bitch. So I was like, I don't do this. I've never... I don't think I've ever complained about food in any of the restaurants we've ever gone to. I'm usually pretty easy to please. This stuff was so gross and just proves I should have known this already. I need to stop choosing restaurants based on where you can get a massage while you eat. I think that's probably true. Uh, and finally, the second moment of intense disappointment. You had had an on-air debate with Benjamin Sprague about McDonald's versus Burger King. And you had oh, clearly... don't bring this back up. I'm so sad about this. You had clearly, you know, nailed I've your intentions. I've been waiting all week to go to McDonald's. There's a McDonald's like on the boardwalk in Barcelona. And occasionally, when I used to go out and party more, I would end up at that McDonald's quite a bit. And every night, I was like, I'm going to treat myself to McDonald's tonight. And I didn't end up getting there. And you were like... There's a... There's two McDonald's, a Barcelona airport, one downstairs, one upstairs. Yeah. And inevitably, there's nowhere really else to eat there. So we end up in McDonald's every year on the trip home. And it's like kind of that, like, you look forward to it eventually. And I do. You I look took Spraggy to task because he was banging the drum for Burger King. What an idiot. And you were basically going about how their fries are horrible. You don't like this. You don't like that. There's been a major change at Barcelona airport. Again, I think I caused this. Like the <laughs> Burt Reynolds thing. I'm fucking omnipotent. Have you ever seen a McDonald's converted to a Burger no. King before? How how and why would that happen? I don't know. And the thing is, everyone was like acting like that's what it had been all along. No. I think it's like a Berenstain Bears type of situation where the universe rearranged itself. And we all remember McDonald's. But if we like look back at a picture from like 1986, it's going to be Burger King. But that was fucking just horrible. I ordered like four things just to try to find one that I could eat. The o the only thing at Burger King that is remotely edible. Just Joe spent more money than he needed to in a restaurant he doesn't like. The only thing remotely edible at Burger King is the Whopper, which I will admit is a tasty burger. But I had nuggets, awful, the fries, bad. Uh, they wanted to give me a hard time. Like they gave me two ketchup packets. What do you, if you expect me to eat these fries, I'm going to need about 10,000 more of these ketchup packets, please. Thank you. And they tried to, wanted me to pay for them. And I was, no, <laughs> this used to be a McDonald's. <laughs> this used to be a fucking McDonald's. Who does that? Who converts I, a McDonald's to a Burger King? I, as soon as I walked in, I'm like, how did this happen? Why did this happen? I'm going to oh stop my God. thinking about things yeah. because my brain can rearrange the universe. Stop thinking. Um, <laughs> So that was EPT Barcelona 2018. Now, I have got some bad news and I've got some good news. So let's start with the bad. Okay. There is going to be no Poker in the Ears free roll this week. There is what going the to be fuck? no free roll next week either. Two reasons for this. Number one, we're going to change the format of the free rolls. Number two, okay. the free rolls 
from the beginning of October are going to become part of the Poker in the Ears Free Roll League, which is a special Platinum Pass promotion exclusive to listeners, subscribers, fans of this podcast. Hosts. We will be participating, but we are not eligible to win. I tell you, I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to get one of these Platinum Passes. Now, I'm going to give more details next week. But here's what you need to know right now. All right. There will be eight free rolls, and they will be on Monday nights, starting on Monday, the 1st of October. Eight free rolls, eight weeks, every Monday night. Correct. Okay. So in order to compete, in order to be part of this league, you are going to need to do two things. You are going to need to listen to this podcast on a weekly basis. You are also going to need to watch the Twitch stream that Joe and I will be hosting Every Monday night for this eight-week run, because we are going to be positioning these free rolls as part of special Poker in the Ears home game nights. We've got a home game club set up. We're going to have some low buy-in events. Joe and I are going to be splashing around at the tables, and you can join us from probably around 7.30 in the evening every Monday from the beginning of October through to the end of November. So the one thing I'm going to give you now are the details of the Poker in the Ears Home Game Club. And just to be clear, you don't need to be a member of this Home Game Club to compete in the Free Roll League. You don't need to be a member of this club to play the Free Rolls, but it's worth joining because that's where all the side action is going to be. So the club... Oh, cool. So if you're not in the Free Roll anymore, there's going to be other games Correct. happening. Oh, that's fun. You got it. So... It's called the Poker in the Ears Home Game Club. In case you don't know, home games are in the main PokerStars client on the desktop client. You click the home games icon. It's under more, by the way, on the side menu. And to join our club, you'll need the club ID, which is 2153820. That's 2153820. And the invitation code, all one word, all lowercase, hello, my babies. So that's how you join the home game club. There'll be free rolls. There'll be other events. There will be a league pinned to the Platinum Pass giveaway. But remember, we've been saying there are two passes, Joe. I think it's pretty obvious that whoever wins this free roll league is going to win the pass. But there's two bits of interesting info here. Okay. I don't think you need to necessarily play every single free roll to top that league table. The other thing is the second Platinum Pass may not require you to play anything more than one. More details next week. I have so many questions. So many questions. But for now, what I want you guys to realize is that Monday nights from October 1st through to, I think it's November the 19th, you need to have earmarked. That's when there's going to be a free roll in the evening. It's going to be around 8 o'clock in the evening, UK time. There's going to be a Twitch stream. So you're going to be needing to listen to the podcast and watching those Twitch streams for those eight weeks to be in this free roll league, to be in contention to win a platinum pass. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. We are giving stuff away left, right, and center. Platinum passes, PokerStars swag, satellite tickets, because right now it is Superfan versus Stapes. And we welcome to the podcast, Justin Starley or Staley? Uh, well, teachers called me Staley, but it's actually Staley. So I was going to go Staley. with Staley because there is a, an offensive linesman for the San Francisco 49ers called Joe Staley. So that was where I was going, but I decided to just backtrack at the last what moment. What does he do? Question. Does he have like a foul mouth or is he I mean, really controversial? 
you to know the difference to it does read like Staley, but uh, yeah, it, it's Staley. Just the the offensive line. No, no, Joe, I, I got it. It just wasn't funny. Justin, uh, long time no speak, buddy. Hey, I mean, it's been what? Almost a day? Not even. Not even. Uh, did you enjoy yourself last night? It was a it was a cracking gig, I have to say. Fair play to you, sir. It was it was uh, you you took it by storm. So yeah, it was a good night. I appreciate that. Thank you. It was only at the point, Justin, that Joe revealed you came to his stand up gig last night that I was able to determine your nationality because your Twitter avatar is a very American esque profile. <laughs> I don't know, is that an insult? There's nothing about your Twitter profile that denotes your location. I'm thinking. Is he in the US? Is he getting up at some ungodly hour to do Superfan versus States? Yeah. No, I, I am an English person through and through. That was a that was a publicity shot I'd had done about two years ago with an old acting agent of mine. So somehow it's stuck there. But yeah, I've got to admit it's a little bit um it's a little bit sort of Saturday night entertainment look, isn't it, really? But there we go. <laughs> so are you an actor? Are you a performer? Yes. Well, I, I, I try to be. Yeah, that, that's kind of the direction I'm heading. But um, to earn some money, I just sort of work in an office. So they're very good to me. They, they let me work on a flexible basis. So that's nice. But yeah, acting is my, my chosen profession, but um, not, not quite there yet. What is your, pr- your proudest acting moment to date? I think um, there was a, a show on the BBC a few years ago called Down to Earth, and I um, I starred in that as, a, as an estate agent, and that was that was for me. That was the big time. <laughs> Sorry, you starred in it, or you had like a like a episode part? I had an actual speaking role. So, Excellent. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had five lines, I think. So for me, that's pretty good. So Do you guys- yeah. I- do you guys have the same rules here where uh, it's called an under five? Because if you say more than five lines, you have to get paid more. You have the yeah. same. Is that what it was? So, so they kept it to the just five for you? Yeah, well, I was just over. So that's good. I had my own trailer and everything. So I felt like a proper Oh, star. wow. That's really cool. Yeah. That's got, that's got me rock hard right now thinking about my own trailer. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. But that's it. That's the that's the dizzy heights that I've scaled so far. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to sort of work on that a bit. Well, let my career be a lesson to you that you don't even really need to have much talent to end up on television. So I think there's more TV in your future. Uh, Justin, you Hello. are a fan of the film Planes, Trains and Automobiles. I certainly am. Um, I get the impression that Patrick the Intern was not a fan of planes, trains, and automobiles. I think he found it a bit of a chore to watch this (laughs) film. Right. Um, So I don't know whether... I don't care. No, I'm not sorry. I don't care. Um, So I I don't know whether that has informed uh, many of the questions he's written, which I'm now producing from the sealed envelope in front of me. Uh, So being in the UK, Justin, you will be playing for a PokerStars satellite ticket. You will also be competing for some PokerStars swag. Uh, do you get much time to play poker, either live or online? Yeah, I mean, I do when I can. I, uh, live is, is what I prefer. I do play online occasionally, but I get a bit too frustrated with online because I think the world's against me when I play. But um, yeah, no, I, I prefer live tournaments. I try and play like a monthly tournament in London when I can. And I'm in, in a little pub league as well, which um, a couple of times a week. So I'm fairly regular with the game, but... Um, yeah, not quite made the World Series just yet, but that's that's another bucket list, hopefully, one okay. day. Producer Ben just, by the way, sent me uh, the link to Justin's IMDb page. What was what was Prawn about? The short film you're in, <laughs> yeah. Prawn. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm so happy that you've got that wonderful um, catalogue of brilliant events that I've done. Um, that was a short film uh, that I shot last year, um, which is a, a revenge piece, shall we say. Ooh. 
Yeah. Prawn. All right, let's do it. Let's do the quiz. Okay. Uh, you know how it works, Justin. Multiple choice yeah. options available. You don't have to take them, in which case you'll get more points. Uh, there are 10 questions to choose from. You get to go first. So please give me a number between 1 and 10. Let's go crazy. I'm going to start with number one. Number one. What does Neil trip over when he's running for the taxi at the start of the film? Uh, it's a large suitcase trunk. It is for two points. Okay, I would have gotten that one. Okay, so Joe, which question would you like? Which qu Can you just give me one that I'm... No, <laughs> number two. Question number two. How much does Neil pay the attorney for the cab that eventually drives off? I'll take the choices. $25, $50, $75, or $100? $75. Correct, for a point. Woo! So you're both on the board. Justin, you have a 2-1 lead after the first round. Questions three through 10 are available. Uh, let's, let's go three. We're going chronological. What yeah. song does Neil try and get everyone singing on the bus? Neil, was that? Yes. Uh, I think it's three coins in a fountain. It is for two points. Wow, that's really cool. Joe, do you want to keep going chronologically? Yeah, sure, why not? Easier to keep track of. Question four. What is the name of Gus's son? What is the name of Gus? I'll take the choices, please. Is it Terrence, Billy, Owen, or Gus Jr.? Owen. It is Owen for a point. Woo! <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Hercules. Question five, Justin. Yes, please. What song does Dell get the bus to start singing? Well, that, that's, uh, that's the Flintstones. It is for two points. Flintstones. Meet the <laughs> Flintstones. Uh, question six, Joe. Yeah. How many times does Neil say the word fucking to the woman oh, at the car rental place? Christ. Man, Patrick. You know what? I, first of all, I'm liking this quiz. This is normal. Good trivia questions. And the fact that he counted all the fucks in this scene. Now, is it... The word, any incarnation of the word fuck or fucking? Uh, it does specify fucking. And he's also attached a hashtag fun fact. The word is only used in this one scene in the entire movie. There's no fucking car in the fucking space. That's, oh man. Uh, I need the choices. Okay. 12, 15, 18, or 21? 18. It is 18 Woo! for a point. Uh, are we still going chronologically? I think it's probably best. Okay, I'm going to stop asking now. I'm just going to do it. Uh, yeah. How fast were Dell and Neil going to get themselves pulled over? I think, I'm, I'm just going to take, I think it's 78 miles an it hour. It is 78 wow. miles an hour for two points. Wow, wait. No, hey, you probably remembered those lines, those five lines with a memory like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe, what food is in the back of the truck that Dell and Neil catch a ride in? There's a dog in the back of the truck. I got, I have to take a guess without, because just so I can get some more points, sure. I have to gamble. Corn? No, and you can steal, Justin, because the options have not gone. I think it's cheese. It is cheese for two points. And you're opening up a sizable lead as we head into the final round. Which actor in this film has won a Golden Globe Award? Ah, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. Let's go. Let's have some choices and see. Okay, the options are Kevin Bacon, Steve Martin, Michael McKean, or John Candy. Uh, I'd say Michael McKean. It is not Michael Ooh. McKean. It is Kevin Bacon. 
And um, Patrick has attached another hashtag fun fact. Steve Martin has been nominated for five Golden Globes, but only Kevin Bacon has won one from that list of four. Six go. degrees of five Golden Globes. Uh, Joe, the final question. And do you know what? I'll take it within a spectrum if you want to guess it. Okay. What rating does this film have on IMDb out of 10? If you're close, I'll give it to you. An eight. Not close enough. 8.8. .8. Do you want to steal, Justin? Yeah, do I get options or uh, do I have to just guess? No, just guess it. 9.2? No, it's actually lower than either of you suggested. It's 7.6. Uh, my, my instinct was to say 7.8. I would have given that to you. Yeah. Within two yeah, decimal no, points, you would have got been, it. Yeah. Um, now, Patrick has attached another hashtag fun fact that's not a fact. It's an opinion and not something <laughs> that I think either of you is going to agree with. This film deserves no more than a one. Yeah, no, I can't. Look, not every movie is going to be everyone's cup of tea, but that's that's a horseshit statement. What wasn't horseshit was the quiz, though. Well done on the quiz, and I like the fun facts. I'm glad. Joe is happy, and Justin, I'm sure you're happy, because with a score of 10 points to three, you have won this game of Superfan versus Stapes, Woo! which means you will get a satellite ticket and a PokerStars prize package. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Had fun. Cheers. Thanks for coming on the show, and thanks for coming to the show. Yeah, well, I hopefully see you again on the circuit sometime. Huzzah! See you soon, buddy. Hopefully I see you on the BBC. Yeah, that'll be good. Cheers, guys. Bye. All right, now, before we close out things on the show, I realize I have one quick little anecdote I want to tell about my stand-up show I did in New York. Remember Gabe? who was a super fan of the show. The guy who sent the t-shirts. Yes. So one reason I want to bring it up is because I never thanked him on the podcast for the t-shirts. Thank you, Gabe. And basically just said, it's just, I'm a poker dealer. It's a funny thing. I wear a t-shirt that says, I'll listen to your bad beat story for $5. Now, after my stand-up show, we're hanging out in a bar afterward. And this dude comes up to him and is like, I want to tell you a bad beat story and gives him $5. No. The guy's bad beat story goes on for three or four minutes and he's only on the fucking flop oh my god so in the middle of this story like i so just Gabe's walk, earning his money basically. i walk over and i give gabe another five dollars <laughs> because i'm like you've definitely this is at least two bad beat stories worth and i just want to th say thanks to gabe for coming to the show for your t-shirt and also he took me and my friends out afterward in new york and we had a great night we stayed up till like four in the morning so thank you gabe um who do you guys want on the show because uh, I want to get like a like an outside guest, except for maybe Lex would be a good inside guest, but maybe someone that's like not so close to us. Well, you talked about the um, World Series champ, yeah, recently, John Sin. Definitely tap Should him we go up for him. Yeah, I think also bear in mind we mentioned the TV shows are coming back, and it's yeah. going to start with the Super High Roller shows exclusively on YouTube and PokerStars TV. Yeah. Bonomo is a huge part of the super high roller. He's having a sensational 2018, so he'd be relevant. Okay, great. Let's. Uh, I'm going to holler at both those guys. And uh, is Lex too big to do our show at this point? <laughs> uh, we did have him on like a few months ago. Okay. It's not like right. we, we I just feel like we haven't had him on since he's, he's been become fucking the phenomenon. Lex. Yeah. yeah, but so maybe in a couple months we'll talk to him. Uh, what is it, next week we're doing a Platinum Pass special? We are. So not only are you going to get more details on the Platinum Pass promotion we're running on the podcast, but we're going to be speaking to some people who've already bagged PSPC packages. Excellent. Jennifer? Jennifer Carter, yes. The Canadian player who 
recently won her package online. All right, Jennifer. Always happy to talk to you, Jennifer. That is just about all the time we got for this week's show, guys. Uh, subscribe to the show. Like us. Comment. Every click helps us out. It moves us up. It does little jingly jangly thingies that uh, get us more clicks after that. It's a big snowball effect. We need your help. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Use the hashtag poker in the ears if you want to have your comments read on the show. I would love to uh, to read more of what you guys have to say if you want to weigh in on anything. So you want to weigh in on Burt Reynolds movies? You want to weigh in on uh, Handmaid's Tale? Get in touch with us. I love hearing from people who've just discovered the podcast. Hashtag poker in the ears. And also long-time listeners who want to come on the show and apply for Superfan versus Stapes. Pick your specialist subject. Just tweet using that hashtag. Absolutely. That is it, though, guys. That is all the time we've got for this week's show. For James Hardigan, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>